glass here, people. Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Simpsons time. So what I... I really, really like the episode Homer to the Max, um, but it is one that I have seen more times than most of the others. I, I don't know. I just got into a jag of watching season 10 uh, a lot. It at one point was a season that I wasn't that familiar with, so I wanted to like familiarize myself with it. And as a result, I've seen Homer to the Max like way too much. And I think it was also on TV like inordinately much at some point. Uh, and so my relationship with it has fluctuated. Like sometimes when it comes on TV, it's like, ah, this one, uh. But if you really scrutinize it and study it and pay attention to it, you will realize just what a fine episode it is, what a high-quality show it is. I find it interesting because it's really two shows. I mean, the it's evenly split into two halves. There's no B story. It's all Homer uh, liking his... It's Homer's um, feelings about his name. Liking it, not liking it. But it can be very neatly divided into Homer dealing with police cops. The TV show that causes the whole kerfuffle. And Homer turning into max power and turning into a, like a rich and famous and fancy high roller person. He doesn't really become rich, but he rubs elbows with the rich. And of the two, I guess it's not that surprising. I really, really prefer the first one. The jokes in that are just second to none. I love it. Um, the whole business of Homer and Marge going to a party and uh, Bill Clinton, who was the president at that time, hitting on Marge um, and, you know, Woody Harrelson being there in his hemp pants and the whole protest, the, you know, environmental rights protest that the rich people go to, that all is much less interesting to me and it smacks of sort of post-classic Simpsons. I do like that Ed Begley Jr. is the only celebrity who's really in it, uh, and he has kind of a small role. I feel like he could just as easily play the part of Trent Steele, you know, who has way more lines and more, uh, you know, is a real person in Springfield. But he just plays himself and has a good laugh at himself, and that's, that's likable. 
I mean, we all like Ed Begley Jr., right? You better, because if you don't... Um, anyway. Swap Begley, he likes it. But the beginning, I mean, it just goes from funny to funnier to funnier. It's such quintessential Ur Homer Simpson for him to have this great thing happen to him that this shitty uh, mid-season Miami Vice-style TV show features a character that has his name, um, not to be confused with Homer Simpson in Day of the Locust, I guess, uh, which um, I think that was just a coincidence, right? Like he, uh, Matt Groening named Homer after his father. Anyway, that's a di digression, if ever there was one. Homer Simpson is on Police Cops, and Homer loves that, but everyone else loves it, too. That's the funny part. Like, the whole business with the scarf, where he, like, takes the scarf out of the shopping bag at Moe's, and they're all like, oh, there it is! <laughs> like, it is amazing. The fact that he lets it go to his head right away, just, you know from zero to a hundred miles per hour of egotism is just classic Homer. Um, <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh so much, I think the most, is the exchange between Homer and Carl where he doesn't remember Carl's name um, when Carl asks him for his autograph. Um, just everything about that is great. Like that Carl should be so starstruck by his own friend to ask for his autograph. <laughs> when the thing that he did was have the same name as someone on TV. Um, and then Homer not knowing who Carl is and having to look at his own signature, you know, the inscription to remind himself that that is what Carl's name is. It's just so good. But the best thing about it is that right before that happens, Homer is past a newspaper that uh, apparently, you know, there's a mention of him in, like, 12th paragraph from the top on page D17 or something. Um, but we just see the front page of that newspaper, and there's a picture of a mushroom cloud, and it says, It's war! <laughs> like, it's, like, not even a full joke. It's sort of a three-quarter joke or a half joke, but, uh, you know. Simpsons fans tend to like these kinds of jokes that are just slipped in. It's war. You know, I mean, the whole, the thing in the beginning of uh, Homer being excited for the mid-season shows to come around is great. His love for police cops is great, that he thinks it's better than the Renaissance totally amazing um, and then the uh, reversal of fortune is just as good when the character Homer Simpson is made into an idiot and Homer the real Homer gets mad and not just mad but distraught and crazy to the extent that he's reduced to sitting in the, the attic with a scraggly beard. I always like seeing that, like, shaggy muzzle on Homer. 
I think he's wearing a robe too. And he's like sitting in a rocking chair looking out of the attic window. <laughs> because he's so traumatized by this. As well he should be. I mean, all of his friends who loved him are now making fun of him. Um, <laughs> and... Marge has the great line, Homer, your growing insanity is starting to worry me. Uh, he goes to the makers of police cops. The other cop, by the way, who is not stupid, is called Lance Kaufman, which I think is a good name. Um, and you know how Simpsons, people like to poke fun at the whole... Uh, room full of executives that there's like way too many of them that happens here and they're all very smarmy and condescending to him and he does not get what he wants rather his words are twisted around and placed in the mouth of the buffoon homer simpson of police cops i was having a dream last night about doing simpsons time which should tell you how interesting I am. Uh, I, you know what? I started to say that ironically, but I can embrace it non-ironically. <laughs> and uh, in my dream, I was talking about uh, the buffoons that have come before Homer Simpson of police cops on TV and, you know, in the media in general. And I re recall saying, ah, oh, he's very similar to The Simpsons' own Barney Gumble, or indeed to the many buffoonish roles played by John Candy at the peak of his career. <laughs> so. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, I got to remember to say that. Anyway, uh, that is Homer Simpson. Uh, this was written by John Swartzwelder, and I find the whole... You know, Homer's reaction to this to be very uh, Swartzwelder in a way that I can't really put my finger on, but it's dry. It is um, kind of the humor of the mundane milked as much as possible. You could say that about a lot of the really good Simpsons writers, though, that they really milk humor of the mundane, and uh, yeah, the the rich comedic possibilities of mid-season TV pilots uh, can definitely be said to be mundane. <laughs> Admiral Baby, etc. So, yeah, Homer is so disillusioned that he changes his name and he does it capriciously does not consult marge um and everyone is sort of over it as soon as it happens except for homer himself who loves it and he loves being max power and his new name gets him all of these fancy friends starting with Trent Steele, who has a ponytail, and who he meets at a fancy men's store while having something monogrammed, and insisting that the monogram be the entire name and not the initials. Because he loves his name so much. Um, when he's having the name legally changed, I love the other names that he tries to have it changed to. Hercules Rockefeller and Rembrandt Q. Einstein. <laughs> 
He has like, a, I guess, a lot of suggestions and Judge Snyder goes with the one, the only one that's spelled correctly on the form. So Trent Steele takes Homer and Marge to this fancy party. Lauren Michaels is there. Bill Clinton is there. Celebrity voice impersonated, of course. Uh, Woody Harrelson with his hemp pants. Some other people who we can assume are fancy. And the real Ed Bigley Jr. who likes solar power and drives a car powered by his own sense of self-satisfaction. Uh, they all decide that they're going to give back to the community and they do it so passionately that they do it, you know, right immediately during the party. They board a bus and chain themselves to redwood trees. Homer does not like this. He thinks it's extremely boring. He would rather stay in the fancy house where... <laughs> the house number is spelled out with letters. And that's something that I think about a lot when walking along Fifth Avenue and stuff and you see some of the house numbers spelled out with letters. In Jersey City, in downtown, the street numbers are spelled out with letters, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the thing that Marge is very impressed by and that's a very Marge thing. Um, the cops come. Wiggum comes and, uh, you know, to bust the protesters. And when they're chasing Homer around and around the redwood tree, uh, he saws it down with the chain that he's chained to it with because he's going around and around. And that creates a domino effect and all the trees fall and everyone is mad at Max Power. And so he is a pariah in this society as well. And he changes his name back to Homer Simpson and everything is back to normal, except he has Marge's name changed. And that's the last thing we find out right before the blackout. That her new name is Hootie McBoob. So I believe that's all we have to say about Max Power and we can bid him farewell. Uh, but I will... advance this again that the show is funnier before he becomes Max Power the whole deal of police cops and not just Homer but everyone really paying attention to it is the funniest thing of, of this episode written by John Swartzwelder I'm glad I've finally said that oh wait I did say it Never mind, I said it earlier. Uh, this has been Simpsons Time. Uh, thank you for listening to Simpsons Time. Guided by Voices, taking us out with Your Name is Wild. Something that I did not mention is that this episode, fine episode, was directed by Pete Michaels. 
It was an early one of his, maybe his first, I don't know. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator. My name is Amanda Nazario. I am so, so glad that so many of you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back to it for their weekly Simpsons lecture. Um, I know I said say this every time, but if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter, at Amnaz. I'm on a bunch of other social media platforms and stuff, too. Speaking of Ed Begley Jr., who was on MASH, uh, I also have a Tumblr called MASH Notes. That is mash-notes.tumblr.com. Um, yeah, I will talk to you next week. And I hope you enjoy your week. Until then, bye-bye.